Welcome, and welcome to all of you who are listening on Torah Anytime and other online platforms. As we engage in our Avedas Hatikon, seeking to right the wrong of the Talmidei Rabbi Akiva, it is our mandate to develop in a mature, sophisticated way what their shortcoming of Lunagu Kavad Zabazah not showing sufficient respect to each other was all about. When we are talking about great Tanam like this, certainly their issue was not base midos rose. Insensitivity, hostility, cruelty. We're certainly dealing with something more sensitive, more delicate, more subtle. Well, the key is to understand the role of their Rebbe, Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was the most seminal Tana in the development of Torah Shabbat, as we know it. He is called by the Arizal, the Av, the father, the founder of the system of Torah Shabbat. Everything we know in the Talmudic system, everything which characterizes a black Gemara, is rooted in Rabbi Akiva. And one of the defining characteristics of a black Gemara is the debate. The spirit of engaged machlaikas and exchanging different points of view. And therein lies the challenge. That amidst ferocious debate, we still can maintain respect for our partner. That the dogged pursuit of truth not become a ruthless targeting of people. That my love for my colleague, my esteem for my colleague is unquestioned. We are each enriching each other by trading these differing viewpoints and perhaps refining each other. But the respect inherently for the person on the other side is never in question. And even deeper than that, that we each humbly recognize on some level that the Rebona Sha'olam's MS is not unidimensional. It's larger than any of us could perceive. So while we must develop the truth as each of us individually understand it, we, we understand in the depth of our neshama that there are going to be perspectives which don't resonate with me because of my limitations. And I need to allow, provide the safe space for that other one to exist, though I am pursuing my own perspective, my own hashkafa, my own mahalach. And I am doing so in a dogged, ambitious Way without waving any white flags of surrender. I'm pursuing my vision with confidence while at the same time allowing for the other to develop. And this makes for a rich base madrash. This is what was lacking amongst Talmidei Rabbi Akiva. Lafim And this explains the statement in the madrash when Rabbi Akiva accuses his Talmidim after they died. Of tsaras ayin shahayilaham zebazebatorasa, tsaras ayin stinginess in Torah. This 
stinginess is not describing a lack of willingness to teach each other. Because none of these Talmudim were subordinates in need of a teacher. They were all confident, certainly confident towards their own colleagues. They were not in need of their fellow Talmud to teach them. Think the stinginess in Torah he's describing was a lack of generosity of spirit to grant the other room to develop themselves, to allow my debate with my colleague not to be rancorous, not to be targeting the person, but to actually be cultivating the person and certainly providing him the safe space to grow himself. This is the Sarasayan. Sarasayan literally means smallness of mind, constrained perspective, a lack of breath and generosity of mind and spirit to allow room for the other, opposing view to develop, as much as I ambitiously and confidently flex my muscles and develop my own. This idea will become even more powerful when we take our story of Talmidei Rabbi Akiva and we root it back to the Chumash, every story in Torah Shabbat, including our own, is rooted somewhere in Chumash. We just have to find the link. We just have to find the connection points and develop those connection points from the story in Torah Shabbat back to the Chumash in a compelling way. So what is the source in the Chumash for this Sad story of Tommy de Rabbi Akiva. Well, let's think back to that expression coined by the Arizal. Rabbi Akiva is the Av, the father of Torah Shabbat. Well, this spawns our thinking back to the stories of the Avos, and in particular, Yaakov Avinu, because, of course, Yaakov and Akiva, the two names are etymologically and conceptually linked. And when we really think deeply into this connection, Rabbi Akiva and Yaakov Avinu, we have an amazing breakthrough, a flash of insights. There are so many precisely parallel correlations. Let's mention a few. The story of Rabbi Akiva begins when he is a shepherd for a wealthy landowner named Kalba ben Savoa, who later becomes his father-in-law. Well, of course, Yaakov Avinu was a shepherd for Lavan, his father-in-law, much the same. And just as in the story of Yaakov and Lavan, it was a toxic relationship. The father-in-law, Yaakov, was hostile. The father-in-law Lavan was hostile towards Yaakov. Kalba Savua was hostile towards his son-in-law Rabbi Akiva. He did not approve of this marriage for his sophisticated daughter to marry the rogue uncouth shepherd Rabbi Akiva. And when she and Rabbi Akiva eloped anyway, he denied them any inheritance rights. His estate would be denied to them. And the correlations continue. Just as Yaakov's wife, Yaakov's Akarasabai's name was Rachel, Rabbi Akiva's wife's name was Rachel. And then we realize Rabbi Akiva's Talmidim, his number of Talmidim, 
which the Gemara describes as 12,000 pairs. 24,000 counted as 12,000 harusas. Well, that number 12 cannot but evoke a thought about the 12 children, the 12 shvatim of Yaakov Avinu. And the connection is even more on the money because just as there was Machlaikas, rancor, and even worse than that, sinna, and ultimately the horrible Machiras Yosef, dissension amongst the shvatim, likewise the 12,000 zugus of Tamidi Rabbi Akiva were loaned Aku Kavad Another connection, just as Yaakov Avinu lives a life of misery, and his avoda is to find Hashem, to find the one loving God who's there pulling the strings all along amidst suffering, no less than salvation, until the end of his life, when Yaakov Avinu is finally reunited with Yosef, and according to Chazal, he reads Kriya Shema and says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. There is one God. There has been one force directing my life all along in misery and celebration alike. Rabbi Akiva too, we know, throughout the Gemara, faces down suffering, national suffering, the fox treading upon the Harabais, the, the runes of the base of Ekdash. Personal suffering, ultimately his painful martyrdom at the hands of the Romans. And throughout the Gemara is Rabbi Akiva who says, this is all, all life circumstances are from one loving God. And finally, Rabbi Akiva too reads Kriyashma passionately at the end of his life when his life was taken and says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem All of these correlations between Rabbi Akiva and Yaakov Avinu, the Rachel connection, the father-in-law connection, the 12, the 12, the Yachad, all of them are significant. But they all become even more compelling and significant when we bring them together. Far more than a few one-to-one connections. A true Torah pattern is sweeping and all-encompassing. Well, here we have in front of us Rabbi Akiva as the Yaakov Avinu take two. And one relevant aspect to it is understanding the dissension amongst his 12,000 group pairs of students and the dissension amongst the 12 Shvatim. Just as we understand in the case of the Shvatim, their infighting was fundamentally rooted in their purpose. Like, every, like all tzaddikim, their vice was rooted in virtue. You see, their father, Yaakov Avinu, is founding the Jewish people, founding Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael must consist of different kaichas. The building blocks of Klal Yisrael, the shvatim, the stuff of life, well, they must constitute all the cells, all the stuff of life of a Jewish people, but yet work congruently as one organism. The problem becomes when the very different kohos, which are all needed, can't coalesce together. Well, the same thing is true in the case of Rabbi Akiva. He, too, is an av, as the Arizal called him, the founder of a great new endeavor, a great new enterprise. The system of Torah Shabal Pal, which will exist in Tar Ha'achron, the Black Gemara, as we know it. And we need all the different viewpoints, all the ways of looking at things, 
all the kaychas hamayach, the mental capacities, all the kaychas hanefesh, the emotional capacities to be invested in this process. And they all need to enrich each other somehow. And they all need to learn that this rainbow coalition, the existence of all of them, which must be the case for a Torah Shabbat hat to be produced, much as the case, much as in the case as for a Klal Yisrael to be produced. They all must exist, and they all must exist in harmony. And harmony does not mean to gloss over differences. As we said before, each viewpoint must be confident, must be ambitious, even aggressive in pursuing its vision of the truth. While at the same time, allowing that safe space, creating that environment in which we all could thrive and enrich each other. And this is the art of being opinionated and tolerant at the same time. We each have deep opinions. We each care deeply about our Yiddish kite. And we will express our opinions and yet be tolerant of each other. We will appreciate that there are different personalities. The fabric of each soul is stitched with different material, different threads of neshama material. So of course there will be differences. We can recognize those differences, and we can even believe our fellow is wrong as per our individual viewpoint. And yet allow them the safe space to grow themselves from their perspective. This is the fine art of being tolerant and being opinionated. And in the secular world, this is unknown. Because we live in a very sensitive era, an era which stresses expressions such as safe space, a generation which appropriately frowns on bullying, that is misunderstood to mean there can't be debate anymore. It's a troubling scene when you see in many college debates when it's said, we're not saying right or wrong. We're each just saying what we think and whatever. Right? Because there's, there's an assumption that if we're going to really flex our muscles and express ourselves and our individuality, we're going to leave people offended. This art, we can be opinionated and yet be tolerant. And that is the secret to righting the wrong of time.